evening, everybody. I'm so excited to be here with my friend, Dr. Schaefner. Um, I just have such great respect for all the work she's doing. And if you've followed her or seen any of the things she's doing, she's been prolific lately too with podcasting and sharing the world of lymph today. That's going to be our topic. So super excited to have her. I think we did some other interview for a pro program she did, and it just really resonated with what she's doing. And I think we have the same kind of purpose in the world to help people with healing and continue to bring the information out. Um, so just a little housekeeping, uh, you can find all my blogs, resources, anything you need, sign up for the newsletter at jillcarnahan.com. Uh, any products uh, we have at drjillhealth.com. And you can find this recording um, wherever you listen to your podcast, uh, iTunes or Stitcher, and also on my YouTube channel where we have now like over 80 interviews. Um, all the videos are there and you can watch them. If you just search Jill Carnahan on YouTube, be sure and subscribe there so you don't miss any episodes. Um, but today I want to introduce Dr. Christine Schaefner. She's a board certified naturopath who has helped thousands of people recover from chronic and complex illness. I think that that's one of the things I realized when we first talked is a lot of us in this field deal with these most complex chronic um, patients. And I love it. I know she does as well, but it tends to be the ones who tried other things and been other places and really not always had the best luck, especially with our conventional system, which serves its purpose. But when it comes to complex chronic mold and Lyme and some of these things, I don't think it does us a great service many times. So I'm super excited to pick her brain on lymph drainage and some of the remedies and things that we can do around that. Um, she's done online summits, um, her spectrum of health podcast. If you haven't caught that, um, please be sure and tune in on her podcast as well. And I think we're going to do a recording so that um, I'll be on your podcast in a few months as well, which is exciting. Um, she goes beyond biological medicine, pulling from all systems of medicine and healing modalities, helping patients reclaim their wellness and reveal their brightest light. I love that because it's really about that. Um, she's got a lot of credentials. I won't um, belabor the point, but you can find her at um, drchristineshafner.com. And you can find her bio, you can find her resources, but welcome, Christine. It is so glad to have you here today. Oh, thank you so much for the warm welcome. And I just have a lot of gratitude and admiration for your work. And I'm so excited that we get to do this interview today. Me too. So I love to start kind of with story and I would love to hear just a little bit about how did you get into medicine and naturopathic medicine? How did you get your start? What was your, what's your yeah, story? Yeah, absolutely. So I, you know, grew up in Virginia and I was um, really raised in a family of medicine. My dad's an oncologist and hematologist and my mother has a nursing background and she um, went through the education route. So she did a lot of teaching and she was a director at a hospital. And so I was really exposed to the world of medicine and I always like, loved science and loved biology and I was really good at it. And I, you know, can memorize everything. And, you know, so I just had that affinity and I, um, you know, started, especially in my high school years, really trying, um, you know, when we used to go to bookstores, go to the Barnes and Noble section of the, you know, the spiritual, you know, um, wellness type um, section. And can you hear me, Jill? I'm like, of course, of right now when I'm doing this, there's like this leaf blower out the thing. So that was just, I'm just making sure that's not recorded too much, but can you hear me okay? I can hear you okay. Yeah, there's okay. a little sound in the background. I know, I know, I was like, okay, you know, it's like, you know, four o'clock, <laughs> someone's, you know, leaf blowing, but anyway, yeah, back no to worries. Uh, yeah, so I know this is live, right? This is real time. Exactly, it's totally. You know, yeah, so, um, so anyway, so I had this really, you know, curiosity for, you know, what we would call the mind, body, spirit, right? And so that led me to an exploration and meeting different people. And I um, found out about naturopathic medicine through a family friend. And when I found out about it, it just really clicked. It felt like this is, you know, the medicine I've been searching for. And, you know, I had to go through a little bit of my own process and journey. I 
graduated from University of Virginia in about 2003, and I went right out to Bastyr. I'm 22 years old. Wow. And really thought I knew, you know, things about health, and it was just like complete culture shock and so much new information. And you know, I did something very not like myself. I actually decided I would take a year off because I just was trying to, you know, my ego, my East Coast ego was still like, should I be a medical doctor? Should I be a naturopath? Like I couldn't really quite settle in. And um, it was really interesting during that time that I took um, off. I was, I actually spent time in Colorado and I um, lived in Aspen for a little bit. And in that time I met, like, it was almost like foreshadowing. Like I, um, you know, when I was in my twenties and working like four jobs to be able to live there. Right. Yeah. So I, um, I connected with the Aspen center for integral health at the time. And they, you know, they have, they bring in all these wonderful people and it's like a very, you know, thing to take that, um, that community. And so, you know, I learned about mercury in the mouth and I had learned about, you know, um, colon cleansing and raw food at the time and detox and, um, you know, just different innovative strategies. And so it was just all this foreshadowing. And so I found my way from, you know, going from naturopathic school, taking a little break and coming full circle um, and really coming back in 2007 um, to Bastyr and kind of everything, it was timing for me and everything clicked. And I felt very passionate that I really wanted to find a path to really help the like the true cause of why people are sick. And when I was at um, Bastier, one of the first weeks, we had this brown bag lunch and Dr. Louisa Williams, oh, um, she wow. was there and she had just come out with her book, Radical Medicine. And I just was like, you know, whatever she's learning or whatever she's, you know, teaching, I want to learn. And I, that's what I want my practice to be. And so her book, it was before Kindles, it was like that big and yeah. I would just cart it around. And, you know, it's really the, you know, the textbook of how I practice a lot of, you know, she talks about biological medicine yeah. and experience fields and, you know, all of these, um, you know, things. And so that just sparked me on my journey. And, you know, out of school, I got a great opportunity. I've learned um, a lot about complex chronic illness. And as I'm sure you're very well in touch with our patients teaches every day, you know, um, and, you know, I think this is, um, you know, a really important time to bring this medicine to the forefront. So um, people don't have to suffer so much and people don't have to spend decades trying to figure out what's wrong and going to, you know, dozens of doctors and spending tens of thousands of dollars. Like I, I really admire your passion as well to just like, how do we just get this information out to more people? So they really understand like there's, it's not a random event that's happening in their body. There's many reasons of why we end up with imbalances and just make that more of the mainstream conversation. I love that. And I love how you can, I love hearing people's stories because we all yeah. talk about it. Like there's this soul healer piece, right? And clearly you had a family history. I had no medicine in my family at all. I come from farmers and nurses. Oh. <laughs> nurses I guess my mother was a nurse, but not, not no medical doctors at all. But there's still like, now I look back, I'm like, oh, I was a healer. I, I, I intuitively, and same with you. And, and what's neat is we come to this path and now my training, very different conventional medicine, uh, which is great for foundational for trauma or heart attack, but then it fails us a lot in most most every other area. Um, and again, like I said, I have such respect for my naturopathic physician friends, because you guys teach me so much about lymph and about bowels and about colonics and about, and we'll talk about all that today. Um, and even the fact that there's energy outside, I mean, obviously we measure EKGs with energetics. So we know this is real. Um, it's science-based, but there's a lot of energetic fields that affect our health too. So I'd love to talk a little bit about that. Um, so first of all, what kind of patients do you mostly see? I'm sure the complex chronic, but give us a little framework and then let's go into kind of how you would address that. And of course, we're going to get to the lymph system. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I see like my average patient has seen 
a dozen doctors, you know, they've tried a lot of things and they really have these multi-systemic illnesses, right? So they are unfortunately, you know, plagued with a list of symptoms of insomnia, anxiety, depression, um, brain fog, um, chronic sinus issues, um, a lot of digestive issues, um, a lot of um, circulatory issues. So like cold hands and feet are kind of stagnation in that area. Um, you know, this just feeling of, um, you know, being unwell, you know, and you and I, and I know that you have your health journey and I'm so um, in awe of where you are today with that journey you know but you know we do like you and I live a life like you know a, a dream like I do things that I love every day and the thing that breaks my heart about a lot of my patients is these amazing souls but they really their bodies are so um, sick that they really can't do much other than, you know, survive each right. day. Exactly. And so, you know, that is really um, what keeps me going is really holding them in the space of our medicine and really having that vision for them to not only recover, but also to, you know, live a, a purposeful, meaningful, you know, life that I think we all are on the planet to do. And so I think that really is kind of the, the why, you know, again, like, you know, it's very rewarding to treat people and get their suffering, you know, alleviated. But I think it's like, we need to think about like the more people who go through this journey and this understanding of how we're really wired to heal and how we're so connected to the natural rhythms and nature and you know the planet that you know that just has such a ripple effect right um and you know that's um those are the people i see so i mm -hmm. see um, those people uh, again and they're they're not you know one label one pill and they're better that's not what right. <laughs> that's right. not what we, that's not what we do yeah I love that. And two things that you mentioned, I think so key. Number one, um, it's not just healing, which we can do, but it's getting them to thrive and find their purpose and meaning. And there's such a difference. And I know I've been doing functional medicine for about 20 years, but in the last maybe five years, I've done my own personal healing in, you know, trauma work and somatic work and some of that. And that's been more profound than any sort of even supplement or diet or any of those functional basics that we do, even lymph drainage, right? Like this awakening, yeah. we could call it. And you talk about, that's another way to say what you just have been saying is how do we allow that patient not only to get well, but to awaken to their real purpose and calling in life. And that's where it gets so exciting. Right. And honestly, I feel like exponential healing happens when patients start to realize, you know, why am I here? What is my purpose? What's my joy in life? How do I serve in what I've been called to do? So I love that you mentioned that because that's really like the next level of healing. And sometimes doctors just stop it. Okay. The physical healing is done. Then that's it. So love that. Um, what do you start with? Uh, do you start with the detox? Do you start with drainage? Do you start, give us a little like map of kind of how you might start with a complex chronic patient. Yeah, yeah, it's a great question. And I think my answer always evolves. And, you know, just in, as you, I know, are well aware, you know, everyone that comes in the office, we treat really individually, right? Um, but we have kind of a, a map and a thought process. And it really depends where people are at. But, you know, I um, look at it from a couple of different ways. You know, we do all the lab work and all the functional medicine work. And then I do a lot of bioenergetic assessment, which allows me to connect with their, their physical body and their energetic body to see really where to prioritize. And I, I find that a lot of patients, depending on where they are, we look at and identify what we call interference fields. That's a term in bioregulatory medicine to look at, okay, they've seen all these doctors, they're really smart people, they tried a lot of things. Why, why aren't they recovering? Why aren't things clicking? And often 
a layer that is often um, overlooked and under addressed is this idea of interference fields. And interference fields can be uh, scars. So scars can actually affect lymphatic drainage. They can affect the fascia. They can hold emotional trauma. They can affect the nervous system and the energetic body. And um, believe it or not, scars can really impact our ability to heal. And they can be this island of turbulence in the body. So we, we look at scars and we look at what we call um, foci are these hidden um, infections in the body. So these reservoir of uh, infections that are silent and often not like the typical like hot red swollen infections. They're the silent, you know, um, in the background brewing reservoir of pathogens that are kind of holding our um, patients back. So that can be in the, de- in the mouth. So a lot of, yes. you know, dental issues we address. Um, I don't know about you, but I see in a lot of my patients what we call like a tonsil interference field. So the tonsils often become um, in, in like chronically, um, you know, just inflamed, infected, and they are such an, a big part of the lymphatic system and our immune system. And so that can be a big a pocket of pus sometimes. Yeah, yeah, totally. I know. I know you, I, you look in there and you're like, sometimes, yeah. oh, wow. Um, and so, you know, that can be um, a focal infection. The sinuses can be a, a focal infection too. And so these are areas that um, are the body of infection, but the body cannot um, clear. Um, and they tend, tend to be a home base for different um, opportunistic pathogens that then have, uh, you know, just a, the kind of, they can enter the rest of the body through the um, lymphatics and the circulatory system and the nervous system. And so um, that's a big place of where I start is like, okay, have interference fields been addressed? And then we, of course, look at, you know, are they in a toxic home? Yeah. Um, I also, you know, we don't necessarily start there unless it's a very unique situation. Start just opening up and understanding, is there a significant uh, trauma history? Um, and from childhood to even, you know, the trauma of being sick too, you know, we think about all these past experiences, but you know, yes. it sucks, you know, and it's really traumatic, especially if you've been. Oh, illness um, can be one of the biggest. And I love that you're saying that because my history was like trauma was like for those people who had been horrifically abused and, and right. we were very stoic German kind of family. I grew up in, so yeah. I was like, don't talk about that. Now yeah. I realize we all have trauma, right? We all have, and we can have wonderful childhoods and we still have trauma around just mm-hmm. growing up and being kids and being, you know, and parents parents, no one's perfect and no child is perfect. And so I love opening this up because if we open it up and make it less stigmatized, Mm -hmm. we can deal with it. And we all have little bits of that that affect our health. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, trauma, you know, I think the more that we learn through, you know, our mentors and our, um, you know, these pioneers studying how it affects us, it's, you know, I I think it's just as much as like mycotoxins and, you know, Borrelia and Bartonella effect is, you know, trauma really is, you know, a, a, a toxicant or it has an effect in our physiology yes. and um, not to go down that rabbit hole, but I'm happy to, it's like, yeah. you know, the trauma affects all these parts of us, right? So it, it can make us, um, you know, can affect us um, epigenetically. It can um, live, I believe, you know, a lot of these um, memories um, that often are not conscious anymore can be stored in yeah. Uh, our fascia, you know, in the connective tissue. Um, And that's why somatic therapies can be very helpful. That's why neural therapy can be very helpful. And, you know, it's like the, the mind can be somewhere, but the body um, as the book, you know, the body keeps the score. And so that's a big one. You know, I think that's a really big piece of the puzzle that, um, as you said, in your own process, and I see that in patients, it's like the supplements are important and all of it's important, right? But the the real the real work, I believe, is this that work, you know, is really to- I couldn't agree know, more. I think like really people. opening people up to that piece that like, for me, it was exponential healing in that realm versus mm-hmm. all the other stuff I'd done for the previous 
my whole yeah. life. Um, mm-hmm. One thing interesting, I want to hear how you assess bioenergetic fields, but I just mm-hmm. want to mention for a personal story, we talk about these hidden things because yeah. for me, it was profound. I remember when I talked to an acupuncturist and realized the meridians of the two teeth I had root canals in were related mm-hmm. to the pancreas and the breast and the colon. And I looked at my history. I had breast cancer at 25. I had uh, Crohn's at 26 and I had um, pancreatic insufficiency a couple of years, maybe five years ago. So my whole health history was in these root canals as far as meridians. And when I I realized that about five years ago, I thought, oh my goodness, I need to have them pulled. Mm-hmm. And I, while I do believe those affect most people, not everybody, if you have a strong, robust immune system, it may be a minor issue. I unfortunately don't. So it was, and I just wanted to say, because I had psoriasis prior to pulling these two within seven days of getting the last tooth out, my psoriasis went away, never to come back. So like that, that for me was a big aha, like, oh my goodness, they were affecting me. Now, the yeah. other part of the story is I had two cavitations for my wisdom teeth. These just last year I got done oh, and I had always struggled, especially around mold with cystic acne. Like I always, my skin just was always manifesting the liver. And let's talk about that too, because I want to know (laughs) liver and detox and skin, but my skin, I could never hide. And I looked horrendous at times with the mold and the acne. As soon as I got those cavitations done, I don't know if I've had one breakout since, like I have the most clear skin I've had my whole life. And I realized that those dental things were massively affecting my system. Oh yeah, no, the, thank you for sharing that. And that's a really common that I see in my patients too. It's like the, you know, these infections and the toxicants and the oral microbiome have so much to do with our physical health. And so if anyone is listening out there and they feel stuck, like look yeah. in your mouth, you know, that's exactly. I was like, what else have we thought about this? Yeah, I know. That's what, that's actually what Louisa had said at the brown bag lunch. She's like, what is the first thing you, you know, do with a patient? And we're all like, you know, clean up their diet, whatever. And she's like, look in their mouth, you know? And wow. so that always just, I feel really fortunate to have had that imprinted. And I had my own dental journey as well. You know, I had, um, I fell on my face when I was um, in second grade and broke my two front teeth and, you wow. know, they were um, capped. And then in high school I, um, or college, I realized that there was a little abscess and they were root canaled. And I, you know, when I looked at, you know, all of these things, you know, I had some thyroid stuff. I had some, you know, the pituitary kind of hormonal access, you know, kidney stuff. And, you know, I just had this awareness that if I don't, you know, get this taken care of, it could really lead to other problems down the road. So I, I'm just hoping, yeah, the word gets more. Yes. About this. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So it's so bioenergetically, how do you assess someone? Do you have um, biomedics? Do you have what kind of um, technology yeah. or ways yeah. do you assess? Cause I'm so yeah. fascinated by that. Me too. And I, I feel like a student, but I, you know, have learned so much. And again, you get the feedback from your patients, right? It's like, why we do this is because it works. And so I use a couple of different tools. So I use um, autonomic response testing. So that's something I've been using for 11 years. And then I also use um, a tool in the office called the AO scan. I've only honestly been using that for about two years, but I feel that it is really clinically relevant. I've been exposed to a lot of Russian bioresonance technology in the past. And so when a friend brought this to me, I was like, okay, Okay, I'll, I'll just look and yeah, let's see. <laughs> yeah, let's just see. And like, you know, you just kind of, you know, you have that fun, like, okay, scan. And then I, I have all my patients scan just in the beginning, just to see like, okay, like what, what is the, um, what's the pattern there? And it was, um, it was really wild. I mean, I really saw, you know, a lot of significant markers that were imbalanced from the AO scan that I could see in the lab work too. Wow. You know, so they, they correlated. Yeah, correlated yeah. yeah. So I've learned to trust that tool. So I have all my patients scanned, which is really nice because you can do that remote 
remotely. So in the realm of uh, telemedicine, it's just a Russian bioresonance technology and it basically sends resonant frequencies to the body. And then the body says, okay, what's in balance, what's out of balance. And then they give healing resonant frequencies and then says, okay, what is still um, in like, what's been balanced and what's out of balance. And then you kind of see what the key issues are. It also has this really cool thing, Joe, it has a, a program called Inner Voice, where you talk into the machine, and essentially it's this program, and it's an algorithm that finds high and low tones in your vocal cords and your sound, and they've um, matched that with different subconscious uh, themes and patterns that people tend to have when those vocal tones are out of balance, and then it gives you music to essentially um, balance and you know create you know more healing where those deficits are. And so um, it's wild. And again, I know that sounds weird. I love no, I, <laughs> I really like my mouth. As you can tell, my mouth is a gift because Christine, yeah. about five years ago, right after my divorce, I called the awakening when I really had to deal with my own stuff and really went deep. And I worked with a neurolinguistic programming uh, coach and. One of the things she did was she treated me somatically and I, and I saw changes in my voice. Like I have recordings in my mm. facial expression and in my voice. And even now, if I look at old recordings or if anybody who's a voice expert looks at that, I am dramatically different in tone and musicality and still yeah. changing. But I realized then, oh my gosh, these trauma patterns affect our voice. So what you're saying makes perfect sense to me. Oh, and I I like even speaking voice, I'm like, this is crazy that that NLP could change my voice. Yeah. But if any of you look at my old, old stuff, you can see see it's very different <laughs> yeah no I love that and you know our voice is you know our, is sending out this you know beautiful sound you know and frequency of our inner essence you know so of course that's going to change yeah. as we and you know become you know a whole uh, no I love that I love that and so I use AO scan and it, it really goes down um even deeper and I, I really feel that's the future Jill just to you know the future is if we can have more of this in conjunction with all that we do you know the the thing that I love about the AO scan is people can have it at home too and so when you're dealing with a chronic illness yeah. um, it's the confusion and uncertainty of the day in and day out of like what to do why am I reacting to this how right. do I do you know, that kind of takes some of the mystery out of it. So I've had a handful of patients who start, who've started to use it at home and I'm really, really excited. They have a little thing that you can put supplements in and then you oh, can yeah, the supplements you need. Um, so it's just, yeah. So that's, I'm just in this oh, passion. I'm so loving this. <laughs> you know, we know, okay, here's a, and I don't do protocols either. I do individual, yeah. but even individual, like, I think this should work. This should work. This should work. But there's this million of variables with the genetics, with the environment, with their energetics and things that should work don't always work. And yes. I don't have the ability energetically to tune in like that machine or like you maybe to say for you, you know, what, what does your body want? So I love this system and what you're describing. And I'm sure the autonomic training, that's part of it. Yeah. Like before. Yeah. 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 You know, kind of like my process is like people do lab work, you know, we'll do specialty lab yeah. work. We'll scan them. If they're in the office, I have a biowell camera um, as well. Dr. Beverly Rubin, oh, yeah. um, introduced me to that. And it's a biofield camera. It's a gas wow. discharge visualization camera. And so it uses um, curling photography and um, this technology to map the biofield and see kind of where there's imbalances in, you know, the, um, the field of energy that we emit. And so that can look at patterns, not only physically, but also um, emotionally. So 
we we have all those tools. I also um, it's it I kind of consider it a bioenergetic tool, even though it's um, more kind of in the realm of biological medicine. Um, but I have the regulation thermography as well, and so that's looking yeah. at the autonomic nervous system. So you know, I don't always do all of those with everybody. We have all of that access, and then I take all of that information in, and of course the clinical history, um, and then I do autonomic response testing, and that's a way for me to you know hone in um, with that individual you know, and to find out, you know, where the priorities, where the plan is, because, you know, um, ART and any other type of either applied kinesiology or, you know, some type of biofeedback exam, you know, there's, um, of course, you can perceive what stress and how to imbalance, but it's only as good as like the information we have too, right? Like we have to be the computer to digest it. And um, so all of that information helps me to really um, yeah, try to hone in. Cause as you know, there's like 30 things to treat the bile ducts. Like, okay, what, well, you know, let's see which one is going to exactly. be. Exactly. So I, that's why I love that. Cause it's such a really personalized approach. Now, what about this is maybe, I don't think it'll be a hard question for you at all. I a hundred percent understand what you're saying. I believe in it. I think it's the future. Like I am all in, and I love that you're doing this because in my practice, I don't have as, as much access to those tools. So love mm-hmm. it. But what I've run into, even in my realm of understanding this, trying to explain it to people, um, yeah. skeptics, right? The engineers, the scientists, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm an engineer by trade, but yeah. how would you explain to a person who's just like, I, this doesn't make sense. Now well, you and I know, and I'm, I'm the biggest believer of any yeah, yeah. that you're going to hear. So I'm all in, but I want to hear, how would you, cause I'm sure you've come across patients like, what is this? How does it work? Yeah. We know it works. And how would you describe that in layman's terms of how the energetic feels and how you can actually test this, like the autonomic response stuff. Tell, like, what would you say to a skeptic? Because I know that yeah. I've had patients that are like that, and I want to, you know, yeah. uh, better know how to yeah. explain it. Totally. And there's like the short version, the long version. Yeah. I think maybe just to kind of like sure. bring it out for a minute. Um, I, I hear you, and even I was, you know, as I shared, I was like open to energy medicine and all this, and then you kind of get delve into practice and do this. And you're like, does this work? Does that work? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, because you know, you, you have that healthy skepticism. You do. Yeah. And yeah. You get that reinforcement of seeing the results time in and time out. And, you know, I I think we have a lot of understanding ideas of why and how it works, but I think we have to always be open to like, we probably know this much and there's only going to be more and more information to understand like why, you know, why and how this is working more about the body. But, you know, I, I look at it in a few things. I always love to use this term biofilm when we're talking about this, because, you know, you can search it in PubMed, you know, it's definitely a, you know, it's a documented phenomenon. And, you know, it, it kind of combines all of this, right? So we know, as you mentioned, we have the EKG and EEG. Yeah, you know, we can measure this. <laughs> all these fields. And, you know, the heart has the strongest electromagnetic field in the body. So it's generating this, you know, field that's measurable. And the biofield is essentially this toroidal shaped field of, elect- it's electromagnetic, but it also, they say it's the subtle energies too. And I think those are the, that's the biophotons, that is the light body, you know? And so I think that it's the summation of this electromagnetic energy so the electrical fields and the magnetic fields and that information, and then um, you know the the biophoton field. And so we know that our all of our cells emit light and we can receive light, and that mm-hmm. is also very well documented. The fun part too, Jill, not to skip ahead, is that we also emit and respond to sound. So there's a term called biophonons, and people uh-huh. are studying the music that cells make, and actually cells that are healthy make beautiful music 
like really resonant kind of beautiful music. And then cells that are dying or cancer cells make this screeching music. This researcher in UCLA found this out. Um, so why I share that is that there's all of this like biophysical nature to our, our structure. So we know we have this biochemistry and then we have this these fields of information and around uh, surrounding us. And I, I think there's almost like this tipping point too that people can hold this information a little bit more because our cell phones work and yeah, our yeah. start to exactly yeah so it's like okay it's not a far stretch I mean how do you think your cell phone works or how your right. wife you know it's, it's fields of information right and so I try to set that out and then um you know I also not to get maybe too out there I also what helps me to understand this is that within okay we have this bio field of all the things I shared and then there's this whole idea of what we call the electric universe and the electric universe is a different viewpoint of the universe that we have this, um, that like space is in an empty vacuum, but it's this, um, with this fourth state of matter called plasma, and then there's this ether, and this kind of describes how you and I are connected, even though we're, you know, far away. So this information travels, you know, through this unified field, or however we want to, you know, whatever we want to call it, right. it's the unified field, it's quantum field, but we, we're sitting in the sea of energy and information, that's just what I want to say, and then we're highly interconnected, right, and that's such a, it's a spiritual message, and it's a really a physics message, you know, too, that we are all interconnected, so when I work with a patient, you know, there's a lot of things happening, so yes, we can perceive a change in muscle strength based on a, um, a physical substance coming into the field of the patient that creates a stress response in the body that can tighten up and create muscle contractions or um, affect the fascia. So that's you know a lot of the premise of um, these forms of these forms of testing. But there's all these other interactions that I am curious of always exploring. It's like there when I test someone, I actually use a um, surrogate arm, and then we when you think about it, we have three people. We have three biofields. Yeah. We have that connection to the unified field. And there's this openness of information that we're connected with. You know, so not only am I reading yeah. um, the changes in muscle strength and this pattern that is, you know, tested and mm -hmm. uh, reproducible, um, but we're also opening ourselves up to this other, you know, like way of informing us what the patient needs. And like you, I'm sure like, you know, you're typing, you're like, okay, the patient needs this and this, and then you get out of your brain and you go yes. over to there. And then, you know, my assistant or my resident will, will be thinking the same thought, yeah. you know, at the same time, you know, and, you know, and you're just like, where is that coming from? You're saying that because yeah. I've realized again, I've done this a long time and I'm very analytical left brain dominant yeah. by nature. Yeah. But as I've embraced it, and feminine masculine can be any, it does not male or female, but I think we can also think about it as masculine, more driven analytical energies versus feminine, creative, muse-like, those kinds of things. And what I found again, which is what you're saying, it sounds like with your story, you've been very in touch with both. For me, I was very, very driven analytical and I had to actually shift. But what happened was the most profound insights understanding and basically miracles as I've embraced that. Now I still use the analytical. I love that, but yeah. that's like actually an old analog computer compared to the supercomputer yeah. of the intuitive. Right. And when I open myself to that, and then I always back it up with science. So it's like beautiful, yeah. just like you, but the intuition, what it brings me as far as information for the patient's well being or what they might need. I don't even know where it comes from most of the time. I'm like, thank yeah. you. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. So you're, so like, divine, you're like, like yeah. talking and this whole other thing comes exactly. out. Exactly. Like, and, yeah. 
and I now trust it. And then again, I use science and I make sure they're getting, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of checks that are still analytical, but what I find in that field of subconscious and intuition, and again, if we call it feminine, masculine energies, that's just one way to think about it. Um, it's so powerful. It's so powerful. And things that I could never come up with in my analytical brain, the insights and the healings and things, it, it happens there. And I'm always just like, wow, how lucky am I to get to be part of this? Mm. Because it's not about me. It's just letting myself be a conduit to that wisdom from the divine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I'm, yeah, no, I'm so aligned with what you're saying. And I think, you know, as we sit with our patients who've been, you know, struggling for so long and we, we talk about these complex chronic illnesses and how it takes time to heal, which is true, you know, it's just what it is, but why I also am really passionate bringing more and more of this work into my clinic and into my realm is like, I want patients to get better way quicker and way faster and way easier. You know? Yeah. You know, so, so it's like, you know, that's where I really feel. And I've seen it, you know, and I've, yes. um, it's not my everyday experience, but I see a lot of it and more of it. And I want to invite more of this conversation and more of this awareness within, you know, the clinical setting. So, you know, we can be open to, you know, not to sound whatever, but like more the miracles, the more the, yes. in, you know, spontaneous healing, the more the the you know what I know that we're we're capable of exactly and I love what you're saying too resonates so deeply and I'm sure those of you listening because back in the old day when I was super analytical I felt like you had to struggle you had to push you had to strive you had to beat beat yourself up this old mentality of the force and the struggle that it took to achieve something or to heal or all those things when you go into this other quantum realm or this more a creative energy or this intuitive, again, for me, it's a very spiritual practice. Um, it happens with such ease that it's almost like, really, it's that easy. And again, it's just amazing to me, like if we could really tap into that space and teach our patients to do the same it's so much easier, right? Yeah, totally, totally. And, and even if like you're, you know, cause we all have our, you know, our, our stuff that we have to go yeah. get through to get here. And it's like, even if like, you're like, I'm not sure. It's like, there's no harm in just exploring. Just like exactly. try, try life yeah. and, you know, this awareness, you know, just try it on and see yeah. what happens, you know? Yeah. And so, um, so no, it, it's really, you know, again, I feel you know, it, it will evolve as I evolve yeah. and as yeah. my, it's really a trust and surrender. Yeah. You're right. Cause when we yeah. have to hold all the control, all this struggle, all that comes from like feeling like we have to force or we're way in the future, way in the past. But if we're present this moment, you and I, and then we're um, trusting that whatever we need is going to happen in the right time. It's so easy. And it really does happen. The things, yeah. we need, the resources we need, the, that if we trust in our ability to, when things come our way, know that we can figure it out. Um, it's just so much easier. Um, so let's shift to lymphatics in our last bit. Cause this is, first of all, I love this conversation. Love, love, love it. And I'm getting some comments rolling in as you guys are commenting. Lots of people are loving it too. So this is great. Um, let's talk about lymph though. First of all, give us just like a real quick, you know, two minute crash courses in the lymphatic system, why it's important. And then we'll talk about like strategies to actually address it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the lymphatic system is another, you know, uh, passion of mine. And again, my patients teach me every day the importance of this. And many patients who walk in our offices, you know, um, they have congestive lymphatics. You know, that's just a really big part of recovering somebody um, with any chronic illness. And so the lymphatic system is just this body-wide network. So it's a network of what we call lymphatic capillaries. We have lymphatic 
vessels, we have nodes, we have organs, and um, the lymphatic system is really highly interconnected to our circulatory system. So we have our heart that pumps blood through our arteries. So the blood flows into the arteries and into our tissue spaces and what we call capillaries. So the capillaries are these like micro, um, you know, that's where the microcirculation is happening. When any of you all have heard, like my microcirculation is not working, it's like in the capillary yeah. system. And so what happens in that capillary system is that that oxygen rich blood um, is kind of basically part of the fluid in that space is leaving the capillaries and bringing nutrition and all this good stuff to the tissues. And some of it returns and goes through the venules to the veins back to the heart. But a lot of that fluid stays and a lot of that fluid stays in that tissue and it starts to um, bathe what we call the extracellular matrix and bring oxygen and nutrition um, in. And then it also helps to shuttle waste out of that system. And then in the extracellular matrix are these lymphatic capillaries so that start to drain that fluid. So that interstitial fluid becomes lymph. And then that lymph um, basically carries its way back through vessels and countering nodes um, and making its way back to the um, you know, thoracic duct and the right lymphatic duct. And you know, going back to that extracellular matrix, like that is where all the action is, you know, I believe in our patients' you know, yeah. story. So you know, when you think about what's going on there, so there's the cells, you know, the cell membranes and you know, um, encapsulating the cells, there's all of these um, structural proteins like collagen and you know, elastin and the fibroblasts and the mast cells, you know, are hanging out there. Um, Lyme, love, Borrelia loves to hang out there. It loves to, you know, eat integrate collagen. Uh, viruses hang out in there. Heavy metals that we get exposed to um, because of their charge um, lock on to like the proteoglycans. Um, there, you know, mycotoxins can get hang out there, you know, viruses, parasites. Um, so this space is not draining regularly. It can be highly congested and can be full of contaminants. And that can affect um, basically cellular communication and the ability for the cells to get the trash out, yeah. right? And so um, why we you know, do our lymphatic therapies is really on the microscopic level to drain that space and keep that space moving mm -hmm. so that we can have really, really wonderful cell communication, keep those pathogens and toxicants out of there. And that's also where trauma hangs out. So there's the structured water around the collagen that through this wonderful biophysicist, her name is um, Mei Wan Ho. She, she's passed, but she studied uh, structured water around the collagen and the acupuncture meridian system. And that's where when we you know, do neural therapy or craniosacral or somatic work, that's why you have a memory or something when you're working on that tissue. Yeah. But yes, um, yeah, so it's all in there. You know? So that's a really important space to you know, um, keep moving and keep draining and um, a big part of um, you know, where we work. And um, Dr. Rob Cass, who um, he's the creator of Physica and he has a great book. Um, and he says, uh, it always sticks in my brain, um, by draining the lymphatics, we're essentially, um, we have the opportunity to change the train of in the cell and our epigenetic expression, right? So by doing these therapies, we have a profound effect mm. on our health. Yeah. Mm. Oh gosh. I love that. And I love that you kind of gave us that outline. I see so many patients and specifically, like you said, with Lyme and mold, which you mm. see a lot of them, um, who have congested lymphatics, how would you know? I mean, clearly everybody could use lymphatic work, but what yeah. would be signs and symptoms of congested lymphatics? Like how would you know from a clinical perspective? 
Yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of like just, you know, again, nothing's 100%, but it's pretty much 95% for a lot of our patients. But, yeah. you know, it's a lot of symptoms, right? So, um, you know, from headaches to migraines to nasal congestion, allergies, a lot of gut dysbiosis, bloating, pain, edema, cellulite, acne, all of these things. And then there are key areas in the body, um, too, that are kind of lymphatic areas. You know, there's a lot of the cervical lymph nodes that can get congested, especially in our patients. Um, underneath the clavicle, there's the... Um, on the left side, there's the thoracic duct and then the right lymphatic duct. These areas can get tender. Um, women, uh, breast um, health is lymphatic health, right? So if you're breast, if you have fibroadenomas or fibrocystic breasts or even cancer, there can be lymphatic congestion. You know, the armpits or the axilla, that can be a huge area. Any pelvic um, issue, any reproductive issue, ovarian cysts, fibroids, probably even endometriosis, uh, prostate health, you know, a lot of lymphatic congestion can happen, um, you know, in the pelvic floor. Um, gut dysbiosis, of course, can lead to, um, you know, lymphatic congestion. Um, and then, you know, a lot of our patients, especially with Bartonella and other, you know, infections, their lower extremities can be full of symptoms from neuropathy to, you know, poor blood flow to edema to, you know, being very cold. So um, a lot of these symptoms are the, are, uh, let me say this, a lot of these underlying causes, the outcome is lymphatic congestion. Mm, that makes so much sense. And I love the image of Bartonella. There's many, many causes, but my uh, in my clinical experience, I'll say that um, the most difficult lymphatic cases are usually yes. related to Bartonella. Yes. So totally yeah, no. there, there. yeah, 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 I agree. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So what would we uh, tell us about your, what would you do to treat uh, lymphatics and any, uh, I want to hear about your products too, for sure. Um, but is there anything people can do at home or yeah, about yeah. lymphatic drainage kind of stuff that we can totally. do? Totally. There's so much you can do, right? And it's just awareness is the first step. Mm -hmm. um, if you're struggling with a chronic illness, that whole idea about scars that I talked about, you know, scars can, you know, create blockages in the lymphatic system. So um, if you can see somebody for neurotherapy or you can do different topicals I can talk about or even photobiomodulation to help, you know, um, ease some of that um, stagnation in the scars. So scars are really important um, with the people who are struggling with chronic illnesses, especially also the tonsils, as I mentioned. So making sure that lymphatic tissue is um, being treated. Um, I use a lot of different topical sprays from like, um, I love the beekeepers propolis and I like the megacidin and different gargles with ozonated water. So those are kind of, you know, those hidden areas that um, could keep your lymphatic system, you know, congested if you're not addressing scars in the tonsils, in my opinion. Um, also the sinuses. And again, if you have any dental infections, that's going to just be that chronic you know, assault to the lymphatics. Um, however, there's lots you can do. So movement is really important. So even if you're um, really sick and you can't obviously go walk miles, just get up and move and move your body. And my good friend, Gina Bria has also talked about how, you know, not only that are we moving the lymph, but the fascia, Mm -hmm. which is the connective tissue, what we call the saran wrap around muscles. It's way more than that. It's actually this yeah. fiber optic communication system in the body that delivers exclusions on water in our tissues. So basically you're moving water and hydrating yourself by moving. So that's really important for lymphatics and movement. Um, and then um, there's different ways to kind of do self-lymphatic drainage massages. Um, one, you know, again, um, you can use your hands and you can um, really, you know, the lymphatic system is all interconnected. So if there's a block in one area, it's gonna affect distant areas. So you wanna think about these key points, especially, um, you know, the thoracic duct and the right lymphatic duct 
know, opening those areas up. Um, there's some lymph nodes, again, along the neck that a lot of our patients, you know, are congested with. So, you know, opening this up and then draining. Um, also the breasts, you know, and so I'm um, using along the breasts or the armpits. And I, there's a lot of tools. So I, um, I love the gua sha's, the facial gua sha's. I think those are really fun to use at home. Dry skin brushing can be really great. You always want to go in the direction of your heart um, and then um, um, open up upstream before going downstream. So if you want to drain this arm, you basically want to open up here, then here, and then go here so that the lymph has somewhere to go. Um, so those are some um, you know, home tools. There's also the vibration plates. There's the rebounders. There's home little vibration things. And then there's lots of topicals. So I've created two products that yeah. um, I really enjoyed. Um, they work well. One is um, from a product line called Loom V. It's Lymphogem and it's um, an oil infusion and it has different, uh, some of my favorite herbs plus essential oils. So like um, red root and uh, cleavers and nettles and red clover. And then it has um, heliochrysum, geranium and frankincense. And so I have people put that on at like their body at night, um, especially because our lymph is draining a lot. Yes. At night. Um, and then I have this other pro product that I collaborated with um, Dr. Ruggiero. It's called Lymph Flow, and it's just a little bit more, it's stronger. So it's really good for those really congested areas. And it helps a lot of our patients have brain fog and all sorts of things going on in the brain. So we want the lymphatic system in the brain to drain really well. So we open this up um, at night. Um, and then there is um, BioPure, it has their detox deodorant. Um, so you can actually also use that at night uh, around the like axilla and the. Um, the, um, the lymph nodes in the groin area, like kind of the pelvic yeah. floor, you know, bikini area, also the bottoms of the feet, it can be very helpful yeah. for. Um, BioPure also has a breast health tissue, uh, um, what do they call it? Um, Femtox maybe, I forget what they call it, but um, you know, for people who have a lot of breast congestion or recovering from explant surgery, you know, that can be very helpful. Um, and then, you know, castor oil packs can be very helpful. Um, there's so many tools and then we use internal, you know, herbs as well, you know, do a lot of drainage remedies and then different, um, you know, herbal combinations that we use. So there's a lot, a lot of things to do. Um, also patients who are chronically ill, often you've had your lymph system congested for a while. So if you're in an area and you, if you can um, connect with a clinic, getting like a wonderfully skilled practitioner who does lymphatic drainage massage, that can really help things get things going. And then my good friend, Kelly um, Kennedy introduced me to equipment called the Flow Presso and it's this like compression suit. So it's uh -huh. compression, infrared and um, they call it nano vibrational technology. Wow. So yeah. Cool. yeah, and it's so, it's so relaxing and you know, you go into the portal yeah, it's really nice. Um, and so that's a really wonderful um, piece of equipment um, to use as well. So, um, so yeah, there's so many things to do, Jill. Uh, one thing too, I guess, to note for our patients, um, some people, when their lymphatic system is really congested, mm -hmm. when we get it moving, they can feel flu-like for a little oh, yeah. bit at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And that's not a sign that it's bad for you. It's actually a sign you really need it. So what right. I do is I often treat people with binders before and after mm -hmm. lymphatic therapies oh, and then also immune support. So whatever it, whatever you're taking, just take more of like your antiviral or um, you know Lyme support. Um, and then you can navigate that ozone can be really nice before and after as well. Um, but don't, you know, just it, it, it was moving too much. Don't like be afraid of it or, you know, d be deterred from it. Just go back more gently with more support and that does get easier it doesn't happen for long 
Yeah. Oh gosh, that was just a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> oh my gosh, so many things people are asking for. So what we'll do, if you're listening, wherever you're listening, we're going to include links to Dr. Christine's products and um, anything else that she mentioned. We'll make sure and get from you everything that you mentioned so that we can uh, share that with everybody who's listening. I see some hearts going up. People are glad to hear that. <laughs> that was yeah. like, wow, that was awesome. <laughs> so truly, that was great, great overview. Um, and so many things, like, like you said, there are so many things that you could start with at home and then some of these other remedies. Um, and all, like you said, all that junk just coagulates in the, that's a terrible word because that's blood, but you know, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, issues yeah. and really this is part of the healing. Um, yeah. gosh, it is so fun to talk to you, Dr. Oh. Christine and time goes so fast. Oh, um, I know. I, can't find, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I know. Right. So yes. it's Dr. Christine Schaefner.com is your website. Yes. And is, are your products actually on the website? Are yeah, they, we have, a, um, we have the, that website will kind of direct you to sure. everyone. Perfect. Have, um, my clinic um, is called Eminence. And then we have our um, stores called Ipothecary. So that have, we have a lot of things there as right. well. So. Awesome. I'll make sure people have the links. Thank you so much for sharing your heart and soul and spirit and all the wonderful things you do. It is just a treat to talk to you. Oh, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. It's always lovely to connect. It is.